0: Listening to the Knives Templar
1: podcast.
0: Hey guys, we'd like to welcome you to this episode of the Knives Templars. Uh, this week we've got a lot of stuff in store. This is our second full episode, uh, season one, episode three. Um, but uh, I tell you what, I'm excited what we're going to be talking about this week. We've got a little bit to uh, uh, mention about getting started in knife making, and that's really the heart of this uh, this uh, podcast is just helping people to grow, and we have the talent here uh, to certainly uh, help with that. And also we, we learn as we work with each other as well. We're also going to be talking about some of our uh, upcoming knife shows that some of our folks here are going to be attending as well as a uh, little bit of food talk, because uh, if you're making knives, you got to be making food as well with it. Um, but for now, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, taking that steel down and uh, putting a grind on it. We've got a new sponsor called Ameribrate, and we want to tell you a little bit about them.
2: Hey listeners, let's take a moment today to thank one of our sponsors for today's show. And that sponsor is Ameribraid Grinders. Eric and Kevin over at Ameribraid have sold thousands of these grinders. And they are super nice guys and their customer service is excellent. I would know I've been personally using their 2x72 grinder now for two years. And it has changed my knife making to a whole new level. So if you're in the market far or looking to upgrade from that 1x30 or 2x42, then give Ameribraid a look. There you'll find they have three packages of grinders to offer. They have a mastery package, foundations package, and a get grinding package, in which all of them come at different price points. So I'm sure you'll find something that'll suit your needs as a knife maker. Also, Ameribraid has a ton of innovative attachments for their grinders. So listeners, you can find out about all of this at www.ameribraid.com. Go give them a look, see what they have to offer today. And now, back to the
0: show otis here joey chris eric how are you guys doing It's uh, been a couple weeks since we got together on the podcast what you guys been up to i worked on my
3: uh started to use my new uh, oven the other day that was cool did the first heat treat um didn't come out quite as well as i had hoped it's but i'm i'm trying parks 50 oil um with uh, some 1084 and it was just the first time i had done it with the oven and with the parks 50 so um, just had to fine tune that. Ran them back through a second time. Everything was great. Um, and then working on that uh, damascus steel knife that I've got. Um,
4: normally when pretty. I etch I a knife, your pictures.
3: I would go. Yeah, yeah. It, that yeah. was only. It was to, that was only to 400 grit with a ferric uh, chloride etch. Normally when I etch, that's about what I'll go to is 400 to 600. But on on steel, what I've seen is since it's stainless, if I go up higher. Um, I'll get Mm -hmm. instead of a contrast of two dark grays I'll actually one of them will retain the polish of like the mirror and so you'll get like a gray versus a mirror so I'm going to take it up to 2000 grit um, hand sand that'll be fun and then I'll um, I'll probably and then I'll etch it in some warm muriatic acid um, which sounds super you know scary and dangerous but um, I think we've got a plan on how to do it safely and then when we're done, we'll just dump it in my buddy's pool because he puts it in his <laughs> pool anyway. So we're all good. <laughs> so so uh, how much how did that you... piece of
5: Damasteel run you?
3: Oh, Damas Steel's not cheap. Um, no. Damasteel, Steel, like I got mine through True Grit. Um, I didn't order directly from Damasteel, but I ordered from True Grit. And they they sell it by the inch. And so Damasteel patterns for a piece that wide, that's a that was a billet that was two inches wide it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to $20 an inch and how so thick is it's, that it's, it not um, it's not cheap. Um, uh, the, the stuff I got was just a shade under an eighth of an inch. Wow. So um, it was already, Oh
5: yeah.
3: Yeah. It's already been machined down, polished down to the right size. I mean, it's truly a, um, stock removal, but it's a, um, <laughs> I like to, s- when I was grinding it, it was a bit of a butt pucker moment, right? You're, you're, <laughs> you're real gentle and slow. Um, we actually had a great question this week um, that came up. Uh, Matthew uh, Rich said that he's going to be doing some hand sanding this week and wanted to know like what your go-to song is for sanding or when you're working at the grinder. Normally, for me, hmm. it's something – I want something with a beat. I want something that's fast. I like some punk. I, I want a little bit of – it's all about the drums when I'm hand sanding. Does the butt pucker puck
0: gr- to the beat or
3: what? Oh, that <laughs> – no, that doesn't work when I'm grinding. So when I'm hand sanding, so I'm going to uh, go to his question, right? When relaxed. I'm hand sanding, I want something that's that's fast, right? I want I want yeah. some Green Day, some Blank One Eighty Two. I want to hear Trey Cool and yeah. Travis Barker on drums rocking out. When I ground this knife, it was remind myself go slow. I turn the grinder down to seventy percent. Get that VFD on your grinder, Chip. You'll you'll know what that's mm-hmm. like one of these days. Um, turn that down, <laughs> and then. Listen to some jazz piano music. Something slow. Something that said we don't have to do this fast. If we if it takes us two hours to grind the bevels in on this knife, that's fine. Fresh belts, slow music, and it came out really well. I'm really, really happy with it. So I gotta ask you guys, what do you listen to when you're grinding or when you're hand sanding?
5: Uh, I go for come? some <laughs> soft rock or some something slow, right? I don't like a heavy beat. Because, as I said before, for me, when I go to do some, you know, make some knives or something or grind or anything that I'm doing knife related is more of a therapeutic kind of deal. And I'm there to uh, relax and unwind from uh, from the day and the week. So if I'm, you know, I try listening to some some beats, right, real strong metal or something soft rock. Uh, something like that, yes. I, I go yeah, where, yeah, I go back from what yeah. I go back to the time I was a kid, right? I <laughs> like those old 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 eighties uh uh music. BGs?
3: Chip gets offended by you calling eighties music
5: old old
2: Unskinny Bop.
5: Well, I mean, you know, I'm from I'm from seventy
3: nine so <laughs> old eighties you know. music. Old uh, old eighties there were two oh. olds in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to concerts, you guys. So you with, like
2: you like glam
0: rock? I went to concerts, you guys. I were. mean,
5: I, uh, w- when it goes to, to band names, I'm terrible, man. I can listen to a song and say, oh, I like it. I listened to many times before, but don't ask me the name of that song because I don't know.
3: Gotcha. He's saying, gotcha. hand got saying you. To come sail away. <laughs> <laughs> don't be busting on sticks now,
5: man. Hey, man, don't whatever helps hey, me get through those, greater- those three hours worth of S- hand sanding.
1: What
3: was that? Well, Ma- that Matthew, uh, Adam Sandler movie where that kid said "Sticks is the greatest rock band of all time." That's what he said in that movie. Yeah, Tommy no, Shaw Sticks is good. Right? But, yeah. Hey, you know that, That's good. That's
0: right. Okay, guys. Well, I'm glad that Matthew asked that question because See,
4: I listen to a spectrum of music. Okay.
0: Don't <laughs> oh, cut that out. We we'll have to cut that. What'd you <laughs> no, say? No, no, no. I want to hear. He's Eric. Go ahead. <laughs> Eric listens to the BGS. Gees.
4: No, I just say, I listen to a spectrum of music. Mine, it, it varies from, a, you know, deaf tones uh, to, you know, I'll listen to, I, I listen to everything. So it's like I'll listen to some some old school rock. Uh, BTS. Know, I'll listen to smooth something like that's more current. Butter. Or, you know... <laughs> Smooth, <laughs> Smooth like, butter. No, like I, butter. old school commercials. No, um, but no, it's seriously. I do uh, uh Deftones or like Twenty One Pilots or you know something like oh you know going back to like the Eagles or something. Oh, like I that. Oh, I like you the know, Eagles. Yeah, you know it's a little bit of yeah, a little bit of everything because you never know. And then of course I'll listen to my uh, you know political podcasts and whatnot because I'm you know one
3: yeah of my keep my politics. In what does in the riot son? listen
0: to? Zydeco.
2: So I to say Zydeco. the riot. So y'all know that. No, negatory. Um. So you know that Santuco knife. I I just showed y'all, right? Yeah. You listened to so Santana, Santana while I was saying that. Santuco. I was listening.
0: You listened to Santana while you <laughs> no. made
2: Santuco Um. No, I was actually uh, listening to uh, Megadeth "Symphony of Destruction." Oh my! Uh, so I'm kind of like chimp. I like I like something yeah. uh, upbeat. Um, But I also like Stone Temple Pilots. Um, I like Green Day.
4: Yeah, some STP.
2: Um, Yep. Uh, Stuff like that. Um, What about you, Chip?
0: (laughs) I want to listen to two types of music when I'm making knives. But I do love everything across the board. Um, I enjoy bluegrass and country and rock and roll and everything. But when I make knives, two types of music. Irish pub songs, Bare Manalo. No, oh. Irish pub songs, and Norwegian dark Norwegian music. Group called Warunda, which is um, you ever seen the show Vikings?
5: Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, so you like if that. Uh, seen,
0: uh-huh.
5: If I had a heart. It,
0: yeah. Well, it's a very it's a, a very dark, drummy, uh, really neat instruments and. Um, it just puts me in the right frame of mind to sit there and do it. I don't know why. Um, or, or I mean, you are
5: making an, a, a a killing instrument. So I mean, you know, a, no, a weapon. I so make, so if, got if, a if point making, there, you, right I'm, there. Make, I'm with you. I make on that. butter
0: knives that look like killing instruments. Um, mm. But what? The, I've seen the what you being, make, man. I, you make. I've seen what you make. Uh, Give me good knives, Chip. Thank you, on a 2x42, I must say. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, butternut. Butter That's a beautiful butternut, too, Eric, <laughs> as you're holding it up for us to see. Um, the uh, nose, uh, I uh, I have some uh, Scandinavian heritage and uh, English and Scottish, and I have some very close Norwegian friends I think I may have mentioned before. But the thing is, they always say that I would be a bastard slave blacksmith if I had been back then because undoubtedly my lineage is the product of, of Vikings coming to England um, integrating through rape and pillage and rape does not mean necessarily what, what we think of it here I mean, it means taking and, and plundering but um, also um, and then moved to Scotland and somehow I got mixed into there but they just say that I'm a mixed blood um, um, mutt kind of viking dude so i'm just glad i'm a mixed blood viking kind of dude that was born in georgia hey i, as I was States.
5: gonna say you know you're the closest viking we have so
1: <laughs>
0: the closest thing we have to a real viking huh? please please don't please don't when you're over in norway don't say hey you know Chip Carl, he's a viking because they'll all laugh they'll go no oh, that's that mutt dude that uh, thinks he's a viking <laughs> at least he can make knives <laughs> Um, but no, um, but I, I enjoy, and I always have, I've enjoyed that kind of, uh, darker music, but, um, just so I don't sound like that's all I do. I mean, um, I'm all over the, all over the board with music. I could be listening to Dwight Yoakam one week and, uh, um, I don't know, you pick a band and I'll listen to it the next week. I'm all over the place. I even you, listen you mentioned to buyers pub songs. Yeah. Love them.
3: Yeah, so go go give. Uh, have you ever listened to Dropkick Murphys? I have, love them. Mm-hmm. Love em. some, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Irish yeah. pub songs.
4: <laughs> get some
3: Dropkick Celt- drop Murphys. <laughs> get some. It's it's like a Celtic punk, right? I mean, you're gonna mix. It is. Like, yeah. it looks like you took Irish pub songs in, yeah. and mixed it with Green Day or something. Celtic right? punk, rock. right? <laughs> Celtic that sounds good. Rock, man, go listen to some Dropkick Murphys.
1: Yeah, and I,
0: I, I love them. And out of uh, out of um, Scotland, you've got a. a band and bagpipes group there called clandonia look them up on youtube sometime clandonia and um, they is the most beautiful just drum line bagpipes going and the leader of this particular group just dances all over the place so i've listened to them making knives too so i, I really like old school stuff i like mi- middle ages kind of music and stuff somber stuff when I'm making knives, it just kind of puts me in the mood with the fire and everything going and uh, the mood for making knives, I should say, <laughs> and, uh, and it's fun. But enough about me and music.
3: Enough well, I kind me. of derailed us there with that question in the middle of what I've been up to this last week. So uh, let's see. Let me toss it over. So yeah. the riot, what you been up to this week?
2: Well, other than my uh, normal job, uh, which I don't know if I ever told you guys what I do. Copier, so I I build remote controlled. Wait, what's that? You
0: copy repairman. <laughs> you make a lot of similar looking <laughs> no. knives. I didn't know if you. No,
2: I build. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I build remote control airplane tugs. So that's what I do my
0: day job. What's a remote
5: control airplane but, tug? Uh, I was going to ask the same thing. So it's
2: have you have you ever seen like uh, bots? On TV.
5: Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, like fighting yeah. robots. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So that's what it
2: is. It's it's a Tobot. and uh, that's the name of uh, our company. So, um, but not to get off track. But uh, so I've been working on uh, the two uh, hidden tangs, uh, and I've just been taking my time. I used to build giant slope, scale remote uh,
0: control uh, airplanes. That. I'm cutting you off. I used to build giant scale remote control airplanes. You've interested me. Um, I used to build them professionally for folks and send them all over the I'll send them to France and England and all of the United States and Canada when I would build them. So I'm getting it. I mean, what are these what are these devices that you're talking about? I mean, are you building actual aircraft? Or are you building devices used on them or what is it?
2: Yeah no, it's it's a uh, remote remote control operated uh, tug. so instead of like the regular tug that you would see uh, you know, Drive up to the airplane and latch onto the wheel. These are remote oh, control operators. I know what
0: you're talking about. Oh, you're yeah. talking about to actually yeah, move actual yeah. airplanes. The tug. Yes, the tug is. The, yeah, the tug is the device that moves the plane once it's come to a stop.
5: Yeah, yeah like a little bob kit, right? Just to go in there, hook up the uh, like a little, like a it's, little. It's truck. like it looks
0: like a
2: uh, Yeah, it looks truck like a little uh, airplane. It looks like a little battle bot. That's why I mentioned battle bots. It looks like a, yeah. a battle bot.
4: I'm imagining and, it looking just like one of those.
2: Yep. You just drive it. It has a carriage, a wheel, a carriage that you drop the gate on, and, and you drive it up under the wheel of the airplane, and then it automatically lands. it um uh, those. Uh, we have three different models. Uh, the smallest and the intermediate are the same frame, uh, they're like 42 inches by 42 inches wide.
5: And
2: they're able to and drag the, a, p- a plane? Yeah, they can. Uh, you can rotate the plane within its own wingspan i mean I'll, I'll i'll send y'all pictures while i'm while i'm working on them one i'd
5: day. imagine the but, battery um, power on that thing must be real good huh
2: yeah that will uh, y'all seen my finger right I remember the injuries we were mm-hmm. talking about right. yeah that's how i injured it. working on the, huh. working on these tow rods you got two 12 volt battery marine batteries <laughs> wired in series and uh i did something very foolish and stupid it was a rookie mistake, but um, well, that, that'll be a story for another I day. Bet you ain't That's cool. See,
0: I was picturing something <laughs> that you use for fighting no. remote control airplanes in the air, and I was like going, you know, you are yeah, saying battle plots, and I'm like, ooh, planes are fighting in the air and some type of tug device. And But I know what you're talking <laughs> about.
2: So. Chip's mind just like went – He's like, oh man, I gotta know more
3: in about this. <laughs> the, King right of the I was like,
0: I'm, I'm starting a new podcast and I'm getting into this, man. This is <laughs>
2: <laughs> No, but uh like uh, like I was saying, I've been working on y'all seen the uh seen y'all picked since y'all pictures, the uh, two hidden tangs, working on the guards. I've just been taking my time since I've never really made a hidden tang. And uh in between that I managed to uh knock out another Santuco and kind of took Otisier's advice and, um, kind of brought the grinds back, uh, the whole length of the cutting edge. So, um, I was hand sanding that one, uh, just before we got on and I was, uh, jamming out some STP. So
0: you got a sweet uh, looking uh, shop, by the way, I like that um, background. Your shop looks pretty cool there in the background. Is that your knife shop there? Oh yeah. I know we're on a, uh, an audio yeah. podcast, but it's well lit and very nice looking.
2: So. appreciate it. Thank you. Uh,
0: yep. I do have a bone to pick with you over but, um, what you've been doing though. I had to chastise my sister. I really did. She keeps telling me how much she likes your knives. I'm like, buy one of his knives in. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a, you've got a fan out there. <laughs> you've got a fan in, in wow, over Delaware cool. um, that just thinks that you make the most beautiful knives in the world. So Dover- she can Dover. just buy your dang knives in. I don't care.
2: Well, I tell you, <laughs>
0: They are beautiful. Tell your
2: <laughs> sister. That's your sister? Yes. <laughs> is that your sister you said, Joe? That is my sister. Tell your sister I said, thank you very much.
0: I She's, appreciate that. She'll probably tell you sometime. Um, she was very impressed with the things that you have posted. Otisir. Awesome. Have you been a busy man in the last yeah. couple of weeks?
5: Uh, no, not at all. I mean, this week all I did was uh, work on a single sheath. Uh, and that is due to my OCD. If I start a knife and I'm not able to finish it within the week, I will go bananas. So I decided to just take a step back and work on a different little thing. I made the sheath, I, you know, I cleaned up my, my little shop there, my little studio, um, and I will be starting a, a new knife on Sunday. So I will get it started on Sunday, and usually by Wednesday or Thursday, I'm already finished with the whole thing. Um, because last weekend, if you remember, I went to uh, Philly with my wife for our wedding anniversary, and that is a whole different story there. Uh, but yeah, so I, you know, I made home, I came back home at Sunday Sunday night. So that kind of put a a wrench on my knife making for the week. But it was, you know, it, it's okay. Uh, you know, I it, it took a moment to uh, take a, a breath and take a step back and, you know, look with some fresh eyes. So I'll probably gonna be making something with those antlers that I bought uh, a few weeks back. I got them ready, you know, and... You're gonna get them polished. let's
0: see you're gonna polish
5: them up. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I'll take your advice. I'll get me some uh, KY and uh, sit here on the couch polishing the damn antlers. There. Good
2: job. <laughs> Good job. Make sure you use the same hand oh, motion yes.
5: over and over so, again. You, you so know, so
3: you and I are completely different. It, you you talk about OCD and you've got to finish a knife from start to finish. I cannot tell you the last time I started a knife and finished the same knife without working on at least six others at the same time well wow. I, I, I have i dude, can't do that i've got I 10 tried, knives i, I have tr- 10 I, knives on my workbench right now that all need um hand sanding on the on the handles Right. I, I, so i just got to sand tried, up the handles i tried, I tried doing I got that seven before more i just heat treated
5: i tried doing that before is a no-go for me i had four uh on the works at the same time it's like you know i i cannot i cannot i take one project you got
3: OCD? I, I got ADHD. You know, I, I take that
5: <laughs> one project and I have to see it through all the way. I have to see it finished. If I cannot, it, you know, it's gonna drive me nuts. I have nightmares and stuff, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean that's me. I mean when I start something I, I you know I better see it all the way to the to the end.
0: I'm cock- I'm, like, I'm like
2: Chris. I'm I'm like scatterbrain man. Mm. I, I, I got so many different things going on, it's like I, I can't focus on one thing. It's like Oh, let me start this. And I'm working on. I tell y'all, I'm working on these two hidden things, and I I, I bust out a Santuco. It's like
0: I'm just all over the place.
5: Yeah, I wish I, I could I'm like do a that. I, mean, I have I to really wish I could
0: do that. I have to to work yeah, on I mean, one or two knives at a time because um, I've got so much mentally invested into that particular knife and how I want it to turn out. Um, I just mm-hmm. can't think of another. So. Uh, but I, I've got five knives, very similar style, I've got to make right now, and I'm actually contemplating. I've cut out one and ground it down. So I'm contemplating doing the other four tomorrow. So maybe I'll break through and be able to do it. So we'll see. Eric Rivers, what have you been doing, man? Yeah.
4: Man, I've been working on. Staying been, warm? Oh, whew, all kinds of stuff, man. I've got. <laughs> trying to stay warm. I'm trying to stay warm, but. Now, I've been working on, you know, the challenge, the the dagger challenge for the YouTube Knife Makers challenge that we're working on. I've been getting everything ready on it, and the amount of symmetry that has to happen on that blade is absolutely crazy uh, in order to, because it's completely symmetrical, so I've got templates for handle sections and like all of these different things because I've got to have a good base so having all of the grinds before I even technically start grinding it has to be perfect. All the the edges have to be symmetrical, the handle area has to be symmetrical, the little divots and all the random little things so that whenever I start grinding the bevels, there's well, eight of those things. And uh, on top of that, yes a butt it's, pucker it's gonna moment be at the grinder. It's, it's gonna be a pain. <laughs> how, butt. how is the <laughs> yes. Yes it will. Because if I mess up one thing, you know, that's Yeah,
0: you're done. <sighs> how is the How's the, um, the um, Darth Maul, the whatever we called it, the is that what we're talking about here or is this the, the, the two bladed okay well that's yes. okay that's
4: Yes. So it's Yes. So with that, you know, you've got uh, you know four bevels per side. So four bevels per blade. So a total of eight bevels that I've got to get perfectly symmetrical. And um, it is going to be a nightmare because if I mess up one, I've got to change the bevels on the other seven to match that one. And uh, it's going to be a little bit of a headache, but I'm up for the challenge and I wanted to do something that the other guys weren't going to do. So I kind of forced myself into this little, pigeonhole but uh other than you that i my started designing the next shop talk tuesday build series knife and <laughs> do you want to yeah. borrow my 42 so whatever we were talking about that i don't know if y'all have ever actually watched my intro yeah have, have y'all ever watched my actual, oh, yeah. actual yeah. intro oh, yeah. on my it's videos yeah it's so in there, there there's yeah. a grinder uh that, yeah the grinder that i used to use was a 2x42 that was made out of square tubing and a variable speed angle grinder as the motor so yeah it's I, i've cool been in factor. that two by 42 one of my one of my good friends a local smith he's using it now
5: what kind of grind are you yeah, putting on those on those bevels you're gonna go full flat on them i mean you know full as possible right because it is a dagger but are you or no. you're gonna do kind of a hollow kind of so or uh, what you call it, the uh, convex. I mean, what are no, you doing? No, I'm gonna there?
4: be doing a. It's gonna be closer to a, a version of like a Scandi grind or something like that, if you wanted to call it anything. I've got the the texture all the way down the center of it, and I I want that to show, but there'll be the bevels will probably go up. Uh, it's kind of hard to say. I, I guess the closest thing I could say is. You know something like a Scandi grind, so there's still going to be flats and everything like that, just so that all that design shows up. But it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, and it's gonna be unique. Yes. I know if, if I was yes. trying it's to attempt that, can't I can't wait to, ready to see it when it's done.
0: If I was trying you to decide attempt what attempt kind that of handle are you going like to put out it a in, two si-
5: have you what what was that? Have you Hento? just <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, just chip. just.
4: So uh, a lot of see, people. Laughing over <laughs> so, hold on, a, a lot of people don't get to see what we see. Uh, we we see each other talking on this. So so we've we've got our little windows popped up of, of everybody on the camera, and so just just watching everybody kind of go. Am I talking over somebody else? Or am I talking over somebody else? But uh, <laughs> and
0: you can't talk because <laughs> you know, we're up. all That's limited.
4: Absolutely awesome. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, I'll, I'll chime in here. <laughs> yes. Then.
4: Oh, there you go. <laughs> so what were you all going to say?
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask you in Pinto. Um, you know, if, if I had to make that, all I was going to say is, is that somebody, when I got done trying to get the grind the the same on all sides, it would come out looking like a, a two-sided fencing sword. <laughs> just, just two wires on both ends. I don't know. I don't mean, <laughs> even want to fathom what you're getting ready to do. So I've been watching – We'll continue to watch as you put out videos uh, on that. But you had mentioned Shop Talk Tuesday as well.
4: Yes, so I'm actually doing my first through tang knife. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Of course, I haven't told anybody that yet because that's not for like two weeks from now. But. For the people watching this, you know what type of knife we're going to be making. Uh, I'm going to be talking about it on Tuesday, so it won't really matter. But, yeah, I'm doing a, a through-tang knife. I've never done that. That has an actual butt cap where you, you peen the the tang into place. And that's kind of like a you know mechanical area that actually holds everything together. But it will be epoxied. But leather stack, antler, uh, <laughs> through-tang, it's going to be... It's gonna be so awesome, can, and uh, my first time you doing leather
0: stick handle. The... Any desire to polish the Ooh. antler? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so,
2: so, Eric, are you are, you, are mean, you gonna do know. go with oh, the so uh, yeah. wrought iron?
0: Go
1: ahead.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I plan on going with uh, with wrought iron. I'm trying to trying to track some down right now uh if you if you just went and googled purchasing wrought iron it's just like would you like mild still <laughs> 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 exactly offering a whole bunch of that wrought iron
0: yeah so you it's hard can, to find you can't go uh take someone's uh fire grate or it, cut yeah of course i'd ask so you um people,
5: uh, have you ones, decided yeah. what kind of handle you're going to put it in there
2: I think he said leather
4: stuff. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, talking about stacking. the, uh, the, the, oh, the, the dagger.
5: dagger for the daggers. Yeah.
4: Oh, yes. So I'm doing a, uh, a dyed textured camel bone. Oh, wow. wow. Yes. So, yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be cool. And, you know, a lot of people are doing fluted, yeah, cool. you know, Koyan style daggers and, uh, I wanted to have that texture and I got in mm-hmm. touch with a guy who uh, does some stuff on Etsy and I was able to to get these from him and they're gonna be they're gonna be something else. It'll be my first time using it but I'm really interested in it and I wanted to use something that was <sighs> I guess you could say that, that wasn't just your normal material
5: mm-hmm. Have any of you used uh, that's what that's uh, uh, giraffe bone? bone. I've seen no. I've seen some knives nope, made with those to. with those with those handles. Uh, they're not too bad, you know, price wise. Uh, I think you can find them for around seventy dollars for uh, the the scales, uh, you know. But uh, you know, I'm really interested in it. I, I'm I'm designing a <laughs> knife uh, that I'm going to be giving so- to my son. Uh, when he comes out of the uh, uh, National Guard Academy that he's going right now, he's going to be coming out of there by the end of May early June and I'm going to be getting me some um, semi from um, New Jersey Steel Baron and I'm planning to put some uh, uh, giraffe bone for the handles on there you know I have a design in my mind so funny enough,
4: my wife my my wife was okay with the whole camel bone thing, but she wasn't okay with the giraffe bone. She didn't want any giraffes to be, you know, harmed in the making of my knife. I don't know why she thought giraffes were easy or were were harder to sacrifice than camels. Oh my goodness! I just finished that, that a, a baby
0: thing. seal bone handle. I, uh... Oh boy. <laughs> no, I can understand that. Because it, well, it's it's actually it's not all baby seal. It's, it's a small section of baby seal skull. And then there's some bald eagle uh, tendon that, that pulls it together. and uh, Oh, boy. Finish that up with a little spotted owl feathers uh, hanging off of the uh, handle. So anyway,
3: I've got a supplier. <laughs> the Hopefully there's, there's think, no game wardens I'm, listening in
4: to this. spotted owl feathers.
2: Chip, I think you broke like 37 laws right here.
5: Yep.
1: <laughs>
5: now, uh, I got a question for Chip. Uh, the other day you posted a picture showing your a little bit of your shop, and you had some um, – uh lure uh, making supplies and uh i had a question there and then i pulled out because i misspelled a word uh have you ever thought about using some uh some of your uh, uh lure making uh, supplies and putting them into like a, a resin block and actually um, making scales with those i think that would be really nice depending on what not- kind of uh, uh, lure supplies that you have
0: yeah, I used to um, make all kinds of uh, hard bait lures, um, swim baits, and crank baits and such, but nothing really along those lines. But you, you kind of hit on a topic. My son is in dental school, and he has uh, he can get plastic teeth or some type of resin teeth that they used uh, to do in their dental school to fill cavities and things like that. And I told him that if he can get me some of these teeth, or if you know through their vending machine, or if I have to order them through Amazon. I was going to make him a dental knife. There's a knife that they use in dentistry, um, that uh, that's used for working with clays and stuff. I guess making molds and all. And I was going to make a resin a resin knife with these acrylic teeth in it. Um, so I thought that would just be kind of cool if you're a dentist and you had a tooth knife. So that's that's the only thing. Not that would be creepy. At all. at all.
5: Silence of the <laughs> Lambs, anyone?
3: <laughs> all right. You get them one with a, I've seen one with a coyote jawbone. <laughs> that one's pretty yeah. cool. And you do like that bird's beak at the end with the, you yeah. know, the, the part of the jawbone. Elephant molars. I've seen those. You could get that. I heard you go through a lot of drill bits when drilling through elephant molar. Um, but uh, Where do they get uh, Where do uh, they get I out? was, we do that uh, either I was
5: interested that? in uh, mammoth tusk.
3: I have no idea. Uh, yeah. I have Then so, uh, I've also Have you guys ever used an ivory's expensive? What about moose antler? Y'all <laughs> ever seen moose antler? <laughs> Like, like a like a, like a moose antler, you can get it almost, um, you know, pure where it almost looks like an ivory, right? Um, with no pith or anything, and they've, yeah. you know, they they sand it and ground off all of the texture on the outside, and so you know it would work for really good, um, you know, inlays or or spacers on a segmented scale.
0: Yeah, I. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moose dung, yeah. Or or dung, yeah. Moose well, dung. Well, I knew acrylic. Chip had an affinity for, for moose. I do like right? moose, and I could make a moose dung if I could get a 50-pound bag of it, make some acrylic scales. But but before I do that, I kind of keep all of my scales to uh, wood, brass, um, stainless steel, um, antler material, and I don't deviate too much from that. I, I'm not a big... Um, my carter person even though i think my carter handles and everything can be beautiful it's just not something um that appeals to me um and you know we all have the things we like uh but the past couple of weeks you know we're now we've moved our studio studio to riverside fm and we've got this new studio where we're doing so much better with where we were so i've been working on that um hopefully this will sound 100 percent better when we put it out there this week and i started a series of fleshing knives f-l-e-s-h-i-n-g fleshing knives um and those are i have uh, some guys that are a group of hunters and uh they all want these little knives that have about a uh just under three inch blade on them small handles that that uh, fit real you know you can carry it as an edc um small pins antler handles and uh have a lanyard hole in the middle so if they want to hang it around their neck when they're fleshing out a uh a deer or, or whatever they've uh, gone hunting for pig so on um or they can carry it as an edc and just put a smaller lanyard on it so i'm getting getting quite excited about getting those turned out um but i will tell you let's go ahead and move on into our next section because or section because it sounds like we have been quite busy and uh you guys have been busy you have uh brought a lot to the table um the past couple of weeks and i want to make sure we get to that one of the things that uh we had some people inquiring about and they wanted to really know uh you know talk about getting started in knife making and that basic equipment we all use you know here i am still using a two by 42 and uh it, it does a great job for what i do but i do know its limitations and that's why i aspire to move up but uh we've all had different levels, whether it's a 1x30 or files or whatever. So I thought we would jump in there right now. Hey guys, what was your source of inspiration when you first decided to make knives? You know, many go to the books and also some go to the web, Uh, but many also head to YouTube for videos. Well, you know, we are fortunate enough to have Eric Rivers from the Rivers Experience as a co-host on the Knives Templars. But you know what? He's also a sponsor. And I tell you, 27,000 followers can't be wrong in following his skilled and educational regular videos that teach the fine arts of making beautiful knives. I know because I'm a subscriber to his channel and I learned at my pace and without making those mistakes by walking in the dark regarding knife making. Be sure and check out his channel The Rivers Experience on YouTube or his website at theriversexperience.com. And now back to our show. I'll go
5: first. Um, So when I first started, you know, um, out of curiosity, mostly uh, on a drum I cut off a drum in half and uh, threw some uh, charcoal in there and um, started beating on a leaf spring, you know, made my uh, first knife there and, uh, but it's, you know, it wasn't enough, so, and I also, ha- at the time, I had a, 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 a one by 30 from Harbor Freight was able to make a couple of knives there, but you know it's very slow progress. And then, as soon as I could, I jumped all the way to a two by seventy-two from um, OBM. Um, really good uh, little uh, grinder there, and you know been working with it for 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 some time now. I like it. I like it a lot. You know, that's that's that, that's how I started there. You know, simple. Uh, so you made your first motor knife. Oil with a, or,
0: you made your first knife with a um 1x30 using a, the 80 and 120 grit that you can get at the Harbor Freight.
5: Yes sir, that's 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 how it went. Yeah, kind of how
0: I started mine too,
5: yeah. You know, we all start somewhere. You know.
3: It's, yeah, uh, I talked about on the on the last one. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, all literally I talked start about somewhere. on the last one using an angle grinder, but you know, for the first knife, but after that I used a um a hand file jig. Um, I think it was Aaron Goff had a video, um, online of just using a, a hand file jig with, um, a couple of, uh, two by fours and an eye bolt. And you can change the, the eye bolt to get the height, to get the right angle. And yeah, you know, I mean, it's, you, you spend a couple hours easy per side, um, just to get a, a pretty rough finish. Um, and then as far as uh, heat treat, um, a couple of soft fire bricks, um, Eric, I think you've you've done this one before. A couple of soft fire bricks, and then I actually just drilled a hole through the side and used a MAP gas torch yep. um, to where I can mm-hmm. get the MAP gas torch going because it's a little wh- hotter than the you know the propane and um, that, and then some canola oil in a uh, um, in an old paint can, and there you go. That's mm. I mean that's the basic stuff if you want to get started. Um, if you want to start, you know, you want to um, hammer one out, you know, you could you know get it up to temperature using that charcoal type thing and then you don't even need an anvil you just need some uh you know what they call an aso an anvil shaped object right a big piece of steel railroad track big chunk of steel go down to the scrapyard and ask them if they got a big old piece of steel um that's just lying around that you know you can buy off of them and get that set it on a stump and go to town with a harbor freight hammer yeah you don't need much to get started yeah yeah
2: even a harbor freight uh anvil 100 I mean, percent. they're not that expensive uh, i
5: mean those are kind of soft you know if you go if you you know bring yeah, a small are. little uh pin you know pin hammer and you just tap it a little bit and you're going to see a little ding forming yeah it's not good uh, imagine you yeah. pounding on a piece of steel with a you know a three uh three or five pounder it's gonna go like you know mush 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 yeah there's not gonna be Just good.
2: Don't I mean, if
0: someone's you learn learn yeah. not to miss, right? <laughs> yeah, you put yeah. a dent
3: in that angle real Chris.
0: quick. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I I, uh, I started uh, watching videos on uh, on YouTube and I saw the guys with those eye bolt files and I'm like, no man, I ain't doing that. So um, and I, and as I got interested in it, I was like, I got to figure out how to do it. So I commend you, Chris, on turning a knife out that way. And I commend the guys that do. I did two. Yeah, I'm wow. not. <laughs> and I'm not putting it down because. That was it, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I uh, I started out watching videos. Uh, I'm sure I saw some of Eric's, but uh, a lot of guys were using 1x30s. I saw how they were heat treating their knives. And uh, some guy said, you need a hairdryer and a pipe and a hole in the ground. And so my very first knife, uh, I did it on a 1x30 Um patterned it out, profiled it, um, filed it down, dug a hole in the ground, put a couple fire bricks on both sides to reflect the heat back, stuck a pipe in it that I drilled some holes in, uh, and uh, put the steel in there and walked away and came back, and my knife melted. So I know I, <laughs> I still got the <laughs> melted knife. I had two knives that day, so then I put the second knife in, and I stuck with it, and it came out. And uh, I actually hardened it and used motor oil, from a friend of mine who owns a gas station in town um, and uh, turned out actually a nice looking first knife. I mean, for a first knife, it, it was a knife. I got applauded on it. And I look at it now and I'm like, I can't believe I made that thing. But, you know, the, the thing is that so many people thought it was cool. Um, it inspired me to keep moving forward. And the guy who's got it still treasures it today. Um, but I realized very quickly, efficiency uh belt chatter um the ability to get down on my hands and knees is not as fun as it was when i was your guys age so um i uh built myself a forge a wood forge i'd sat and looked at the witlocks online for some time and i'm like i can build one of those so <clears throat> i built a wit, uh a forge that's uh it's got perlite and clay and sand in it and then it's got lined with fire bricks and then it um I uh, have a, a plumbing system with black pipe going up into it, so similar to like a Whitlock's. You've got a series of holes that I can close off and 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 uh, open up, and then I've got a uh, blower fan down below that unit that blows air up into it, and I can create heat all day long. But I will tell you, you know, I enjoy that forge. I enjoy that I make it, and probably it's that same progression that we always do. I'm in the process right now of upgrading to a propane forge that probably a year from now will be some type of heat treat oven, uh, on the grinder side. I'm just waiting for June to get here because in June, uh, I'm going to get a two by 72 because essentially, um, uh, as we've mentioned, the two by 42 is a, a, a great, uh, shop grinder for whatever you're doing around the house. Um, but, uh, You know, for knife making, I think, again, it's a natural transition. People will hit something on that economy scale that they can jump into. And I'm selling knives, and I'm, you know, people are very happy with the knives that I'm making. So I'm turning out some nice knives. But the biggest thing with that is I have to be very careful not to destroy the tamper or to burn up a knife or to mess up the profile or something because it does it does run so fast. I think Chris was saying that, um, earlier that you, uh, um, you have to make up for that one third horsepower by running it at 80 miles or 80,000 miles an hour, um, to be able to get the grind out of it. So it'll be nice to get a variable speed, uh, in the future and just keep going from going from there. You know, I, uh, I know that we've got a new sponsor. Uh, so I'll be looking at their grinders and, uh, probably where I will start first, but, there's a bunch of great ones out there, so we'll see where I end up. But uh, I'm gonna give our uh, uh, mirror braid that first look and see what they got. I have a feeling from what I've already seen online.
5: Question for you. Yeah, man. Are you uh, are, are you heat treating your your blades before you grind it, or uh, yeah, because I've if you, you know if you're doing your heat treat afterwards, uh, there is no issue with your uh, with you burning your your blade on a grinder. It's just not gonna. Not going to affect it.
0: Well, I actually do my heat treating after I do a grind, and I grind it down to about a millimeter and a half on the cutting edge, and then I heat treat them, and then I go back and clean off that uh, scale, and the uh, everything with a second grinding, and take it down just to the uh, edge where I'm going to sharpen it, uh, and that te- seems to do very good, and I don't burn any steel and, and ruin my uh, uh, ruin my hardening and my temper by doing that you know the, the tip is an easy place to destroy the end of a knife so i uh, i have found that that works quite well for me and i'm you know using a lot of water and a lot of water dips uh to uh to make sure i keep that blade cool so i'm looking forward to going to a two by 72 with a variable speed and being able to get some get rid of some of those demons that we deal with on those high speed grinders
5: yeah right right about now i'm wishing i had a vfd uh mine is uh, my grinder is still you know, full-blown horse-and-a-half motor from Harbor Freight. You can add a VFD to that, right? Uh, But it's, yeah, I I can. It's just that I've been looking into them, and some are like, ooh, there's a whole new grinder there just on a VFD. I I mean, I've been working fine for now, you know, up to now, you know, full-blown, open horse-and-a-half going full speed on my— on my grinder but sometimes I wish I had a, a, a speed control there that I could bring it down to a more um, subdued uh, speeds in there you know I'll be I'll probably be gonna be getting one soon enough it's just that I need to uh sell a few more blades so I can afford that thing I I I've, seen I've seen one I've seen I've seen I've seen a couple of grinders and they already come with the VFD, but it's like, wow, man, this is, you know, spicy right there. There's a kind of salty price on that thing. But it, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to take the plunge.
3: It's worth it, though. I got somebody recommended when I bought mine that they said, buy the, buy the VFD. You won't be disappointed. Um, you know, buy once, cry once. And when I was doing that damage steel knife, I mean, I've got that edge down to a 12,000th of an inch and i put a soft platen on i use a, a soft platen with some old um uh, i've got one that's leather um i've got one that's uh made from old scotch belts and i've got one that's made from some uh, industrial wool and so i can go in with a 400 grip belt and there is no belt chatter
4: because right?
3: uh-huh. i'm working that and i crank that speed down to 30 and i'm sitting there and i'm working the tip and i can make multiple passes on that tip real slow before i have to dunk it in water and just real soft passes and I, I got it all the way up to 400 grit and that was what I showed you guys and what you know I posted out to Instagram and stuff that was a 400 grit belt finish um you know right off got all the scratches went straight into I did it started tonight with some 600 grit hand sanding and I was I only hand sanded 600 grit for maybe about five minutes and it, I was done like all the 400 grits gone um and then moving right up um so it's uh Having that VFD, plus if you're working handle material, especially if you start getting into um, some of the micartos, um paper micarta, you go, you can burn paper micarta real fast. Um, and I won't even, I did paper micarta, tried it once on the 2x42 mm-hmm. and swore it off and said I'd never use it again. And one of our sponsors talked me into using it again going forward now that I've got the VFD. I can slow it down and it's nice and smooth and it's, it, it is, Definitely, if you're going to invest in a 2x72, um, just, you know, save a few extra bucks and um, and get that VFD. It's I don't think you'll regret it at all.
4: Eric, tell us about your journey into knife making. <laughs> well, for one, a VFD is one of my uh, future purchases. I made the awesome mistake of getting a belt drive, um, you know, the 3 different little pulley belt drive uh set up on mine and yeah i plan on going to direct drive and vfd now uh, for one i want to be able to go uh forwards and reverse the being able to reverse your belt is something that i've seen a lot of knife makers do that i just think is amazing and i really want to be able to do that so i would agree uh vfd is huge now i i've always had a you know A a very simple (laughs) way to to tell people uh, for like beginning knife makers, you know, keep it very, very, very simple. Invest the least amount of money possible and make a knife and then decide if you want to be a knife maker as a hobbyist or whatever and then start investing your money. Don't go into it and drop a ton of money and then decide, oh, well. Man, this guy, I'm not into this. This is not me. I don't want my whole shop being covered in steel dust because that will happen. And you've got to decide that this is something that you want to do. But I will tell you this. I watch videos of people using file jigs and you'll have a quarter of the comments, people saying, you didn't forge it. Are you really a knife maker? If you only knew how much work it took to hand file a knife and i'm not just talking about the bevels but also the finger choil the handle the spine draw filing all that stuff that is so time consuming and if you're willing to put that much work into a knife you are a knife maker and this is something that you should be doing if you're willing to put that much work into it and it takes so much work so For the people who think that all knife making is what you see on Forged and fire, you're incorrect. You don't need all those tools. Those tools are helpful, but it's not a necessary thing. Get yourself a little forge that you can make from home. There's about 30 videos on YouTube to learn how to make a small forge with a map gas, propane torch, all kinds of different things. Get yourself a 1x30 and then one of my biggest things that i suggest people get is a drill press you know we always do so many other tools but being able to drill straight holes through things is absolutely amazing for your fit and finish on your handles so absolutely get a drill press and focus on fit and finish because if you want to be a knife maker you really need to be able to put out a quality product there are so many knife makers out there that don't focus on fit and finish and you're you're not really doing your customer a you know real service if you're giving them something that has grind lines in the tang from your handle shaping and all that stuff. So focus more on fit and finish. You don't need expensive tools to be able to do that. Just take your time. It's interesting that you say you that because I, use
0: hand tools to do I, I learned and that's what I Whether did. it was when I was <laughs> making fishing lures or moose dung pottery or um. You know, all the things I've done in my life, remote control airplanes I was into. Um, but with knives, it, the same thing applies. When something's completed, you can't sand it or, or paint all your imperfections away. You've got to pay attention to the little steps. in each step that you do to make sure it's square, it's true. Nope. Now, a knife itself is, every knife I make is 57 mistakes corrected as I made it. Um, and... What I mean by that, they're not always physical mistakes. It's just things that you you go along the way as you're putting it in order, but also being able to go back and make sure that, like you said, the fit and the finish, the sanding, the little details, because as it comes together, you don't end up with all those funky little things that stick out here and there that say, I I wish I could fix that, but I can't do it now. other thing you mentioned I think is really kind of funny because I've had people say this to me like, well, do you forge knives or yep. do you just remove the steel? And I'm like, I make knives. You know, there, there's people that are that are blacksmiths. Yeah, and there's people that, that do stock removal. I have uh, beat some steel into place. I've never made steel. I've never made Damascus. Damascus doesn't particularly interest me. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, you're a knife maker, whether you forge or remove steel. And I can do both, but, you know, it's just a crazy, crazy comment when I get it.
5: Yeah, I have a, I have, I have, I have something to say about that too. Um, you know, right now uh, it's so easy to get perfectly made steel, perfect grain, perfect structure, perfect thickness, whatever width and length that you ever think about. You can get it right now with the click of a mouse. Okay, and um, honestly, all all I do right now. Is right now at the moment is stock removal. That's what I do. I plan in the future to start forging some things. I want to do some uh, Damascus and stuff. Uh, but look, let's say I go to you know uh, I buy a 1084 piece of steel. That steel comes as perfect as it gets from the 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 manufacturer. It's soft is annealed, is uh, ready to work, Spiritized. right, ready to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, I grabbed that two inch wide piece of steel, quarter inch thick, what are my options there? Beat it into shape, screw up, quote unquote screw up the structure of the steel, run the risk of damaging the steel, right? Because you're hitting and beating, hitting and beating. And then after that, if you don't do a proper uh, normalizing cycle in there, if you don't do, you know, at least three normalization, normalizing cycles, I mean, what are the, the, the chances that you're gonna split that steel, the first hit that you give it on a branch or something, you know? I just don't see a real value of me forging and beating a blade unless I'm chopping from an axle or, you know, like they do on forged and fire. Oh, take a piece of this axle and beat it into a knife for me, right? Uh, you know, right now it's just so easy, quote unquote, to get good quality steel, as perfect as it gets, better than what you're gonna get, you know, by forging something, you know. It's, it's, this is just me, right? Um, but as I it's said, here,
3: it's, it, it, that's my biggest pet peeve is, is you know, the the comments on, um, well, did you forge it or did you stock removal or did you just stock removal, right? All steel's forged, <laughs> right? Just like you said, all steel's forged. If you read Dr. Laren Thomas's book, um, Knife Engineering, it, he talks about it. All steel, you know, they, they take it and it, it goes from like a, you know, a 10-inch thick billet and, they, and they, they cold roll it or they hot roll it down to a quarter inch. So what you did with your Thor hammer, that last extra little bit, didn't do anything. You know, I've gotten in arguments with with bladesmiths who um, tell me that, well, by hammering it, I'm compacting the grain and I'm making it tougher on the edge. (laughs) I'm like, you don't understand how physics works, right? Um, Dr. Thomas actually has a blog post about this. Sure, every time you're hammering it, you're breaking the crystalline structure to make the crystals smaller. But the second you put it right back in the forge to bring it up to temperature, the grain grows. And now you're hammering it. And so it grows, and then you break it down. And it grows, and you break it down. And then what happens? What do we all do? We normalize, right? We put it through some normalization cycles, and that helps soften and shrink the grain before we then go in and heat treat. So it's BS. Anybody that tells me that, oh, you know, oh, you just stock removal. I just look at them and nod my head and say, "Thank you. You're not my customer." And nah, man. You know right.
5: what? You know what you should say. You know mm-hmm. what you should say. I thought about it. Oh, I hand forged it under a blue moon, but naked on the night. You know, beat it I, with my I, two Thor hammers there for ten hours. See, you I don't know? want to I ground that. these bevels
3: in with my teeth.
0: Yeah. See, I, Rambo, you know. <laughs> Rambo in the woods you know, was fine, but hands. naked you know naked pinto and because the, you know yeah.
5: you know what i what i notice is what people like is the 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 mysticism of making a knife like they see on the movie some old master in the mountain beating a piece of uh, molten steel by the way right the way they see oh it's like a moat it's like a uh, uh, what you call it a um uh, Honey or syrup, right? That they drop on the mold. Right. Is that what they think the knife making is? That's that's not. No, but you, you know. know what? They, I don't want
0: to take anything uh, away from blacksmith because what they do and what we've done, the, us that have beat on some steel, uh, to take something that is that hot and be able to move it and mold it and put it into the shape. That oh, they well, desired, it's a artwork. That's an art it in itself. Mm-hmm. But but it. But to say in knife making, do you do this or that? It makes no sense. But if you say, are you a blacksmith or a knife maker or both? You know, there's a there's a question to answer there. But yeah, it uh, it doesn't uh, doesn't really matter to me which way.
4: So real quick, one of the things that I want to hit on within that little subject, uh, just real quick on that subject, most of the knives that those people buy who say that stuff. You know, they bought their knives from Walmart, from Academy, and all these different things, and none of those knives are forged uh, to shape. They're all stock removaled. Almost every pocket knife that you will ever get is going to be What about the forged and fired cutlery set at Walmart? Not humans. So (laughs) just, you know, some of those people. (laughs) And that's definitely hardly done by hand um but i will tell you me personally i like forging knives i like stock removal i like both processes and i've mentioned this in videos uh whenever it boils down to it i do a particular step or step to get a particular outcome i'm not going to force myself to do some other step because some people think it looks cool if it helps me get from point a to point b i'll do it and then i switch to the other process you're, you're not going to forge a knife completely to shape and not do any stalk removal. In order to put an edge on the knife, you've got to do stalk removal. I will
0: removal. say, when I see you normalizing, right. it's
4: always going to happen. So for the people who think that you can only do it yeah, one way or another, uh, I see you I normalizing a knife on,
0: uh, just a second. When I see you normalizing a knife on your uh, YouTube page and you're hanging them on those nails on that wooden table <laughs> and you've got those burn marks on the table across there, I know you're fine, but I'm just like, man that table's gonna catch on fire these <laughs>
1: better
3: better than the burn marks that used to be on the wall of his uh of the shop with the forge <laughs> the, burning the burning the wood charring it in the background the back oh, that one
1: freaked me out <laughs> <laughs> so,
4: so so the table is made of metal the table's all steel so it's just it's just oh, okay. the thing that the, the nails are uh, nailed into that it's wood. I'm like he's okay. hanging
0: that steel. red hot
4: steel I on that.
0: those wooden <laughs> wooden nails. Gosh, but um, so I, uh, on,
5: on, I, on that little bit, right? On that little bit, I do plan on making me uh, a completely forged knife. I'm I'm gathering some uh, some ball bearings from from the shop and i'm going to be buying me some uh, uh 1095 powdered steel and i want to make a a canister damascus i don't want to do anything big i don't know maybe you know three four inches long but you know inch 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 square maybe and uh but are you be, gonna
3: do it naked in the woods uh naked in the,
5: in the woods. blue moon or yeah. something there's a
3: special kind of, I, a special I'm, kind I'm, of I'm waiting required. i'm waiting
5: for a blue moon so i what? can do it naked in the woods
3: Naked, naked forging right. requires some special PPE. Hey
5: Amen. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know you Viking style, right? Chip knows what it is.
4: So, that's not
0: Viking style. That's just if weird. I could
4: give you any advice <laughs> on that canister. Go ahead, go ahead, Eric. Hey, if I can give you any advice on that canister, uh, I'll tell you: get yourself some stainless steel tube. Mm-hmm. So whatever you do, don't get a mild steel tube from like a square tubing from Lowe's or something like that. Order yourself. Uh, some stainless steel tubing and um, that stuff will almost never weld itself to that stainless steel so that way whenever you go to peel mm-hmm. off the can it's cake yeah good yeah. tip good
5: right deal. there yeah hey, hey, that's, gonna a, ask that's, you about that's it. a
0: Templar yeah. tip as I want to yeah. coin the term
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. I was <laughs> gonna Whose ask tip? you about it because you know I never done it before and I'm interested in doing it so I have some uh, a, a can full of uh, ball bearings that i keep it in oil to keep it from oxiding you know or getting getting rusty and stuff uh so yeah. when i'm ready uh i do need to get me an anvil too so i can really put a pound in on in that thing so i can compact it and you know get it well you nice know when we welded. talk about you know
0: this particular segment right. is about um you know how we start out and the th- ways that we grow and i didn't go with the harbor freight anvil i actually got a um a steel anvil, a- anvil off of uh, Amazon, and it's uh, it's not a forged anvil. It's a um, – oh, what's the term for it? Cast. Cast, cast. steel. Cast, cast steel anvil. And I'll be yeah. honest with you. I have beat all over that thing. I cleaned it cast. up. I dressed it. I put an anti-rust uh, treatment on there that I'd seen some stuff on, on YouTube on how to set them up. And uh, I'll post some pictures of my anvil, but, I mean – I've beat everything all over, and there's not one dent in it. It's just been wonderful. And I did dress it, yeah. rounded off the edges, and did everything that some of the professional guys were out there saying, "Hey, this isn't a bad anvil. Good price." I think I paid like $160 for a uh, 60 or 70 pound anvil.
2: Yeah, I hadn't looked at that same anvil when I was looking for one. Yeah, I ended up going a different route. I got a Kinka. It's drop forged, yeah. uh, double horn. Hundred, hundred and ten pound, uh, but, I mean, that amble you have. I know someone that personally has it. It's it is a good amble.
1: Yeah,
0: and but and also like what what Chris said earlier, You know, uh, you know, hurt now or pay now or whatever. What was that term, Chris?
3: Buy, buy once, cry once.
0: Yeah, there you go. So I mean, yeah. you've got something that you can keep forever, and this one I very well may as well. But who never, who knows? You know, like like this particular segment is. Start out with what you can afford. Uh, there's many ways to make those blades and work yourself up. And I will tell you, uh, a good place for uh, learning and going through those steps is uh, not only uh, uh, YouTube and the Rivers Experience. There's many great videos out there, but also uh, joining uh, TRE on uh, or the Rivers Experience on Facebook and uh, team up with a bunch of uh, about a thousand other knife makers out there that are contributing to uh, lessons and how I did and what worked for me every day. So those are great sources uh, out there so that as you go and grow with your skills, you can set and move up along the lines and you don't have to make the same mistakes that others did. You can learn from them. We're gonna go ahead and break now uh, and go into our next segment. But before we do, we wanna introduce you to another sponsor. Who is providing some great scales in the knife making community.
3: As knife makers we all know the importance of quality handle material. Something that's both tough yet beautiful will increase the value of your knives and allow you to build something that your customers will love. When it comes to the handle material for my knives, I choose Swaikowski Scales. Run by Sarah Halpain and her mentor Alex Swaikowski they have a combined 20 years experience making handles and knives. They offer stabilized burls, exotic hardwoods, Vintage micartas, and some of the best segmented scales in the business. Find them on Instagram at Swaikowski Scales or on their website Swaikowski That's S W I E C Z K O W S K I Scales.com. <laughs>
0: I tell you, uh, we've got uh, a user of Swakowski uh, Scales, uh, Chris, and I will tell you if you check out uh, Chris's Facebook page or some of the things he's doing on his website, um, it's steeldogknives.com, or please do visit Swakowski Scales' uh, website, and you will see some of the most beautiful scales that you can be adding to your knives and just taking it up another notch. So another great sponsor. Hey, listen, we've got, you know, speaking of beautiful knives, beautiful scales, we've got some uh, shows coming up now that we're getting into spring. And uh, some of our guys here are headed to shows. I know that Eric and Joey and Chris uh, have some upcoming stuff they're going to be doing and want to talk about. So I'm going to let them jump right in. And, uh, Eric, why don't you lead us off?
4: Well, I've got a a show that I'm going to be going to in Dallas, which is, of course, uh, with DFW area. It's uh, one of the blade shows that they have going on down there. I'm actually trying to find the date for it. I'm pretty sure it is March 16th through 19th. And I'm going to be down there with uh, a few other guys from uh, a the dagger challenge that we're, we're doing. So we're going to be having them down there plus uh, myself, of course, which is going to be pretty cool. And it'll be Dennis Tyrell from Tyrell Knife Works and you know, a few of those cool guys. We'll uh I'll definitely have to post that in the TRE Facebook page. So if y'all aren't part of that, uh y'all should definitely go check that out because I'm gonna have a whole event post for that and uh that way you can come out and say hi to me. I'm not gonna have a table or anything like that, but it'll be me, you know, hanging out, walking around. You know around who is and, gonna have a table you know, there though? Enjoying the show. A Maribraid grinders. So you should stop by
3: a It I looked at the dates. It's uh, March eighteenth, nineteenth. Um I really wanted to go but um the march 18th i'm i'm flying back into town i think it's like a friday saturday um and friday i'm i'm coming back into town for some vacation and so i may not make it up um uh, that weekend um to to go on that saturday i would love to there's a lot of great makers that i want to make uh, meet mm-hmm. and, and talk to but um i've got to prepare for the show that i'm going to um so i've got one coming up in in april um and then um but uh, before I get to that one, um, Joe, you you got a show uh, coming up too, right?
2: Yeah, it's actually – my show is actually in September, September 10th this year. It's the uh, third annual Louisiana Knife Show 2022 uh, over here in Lafayette, Louisiana. It's hosted by uh, Louisiana Custom Knife Maker Association. Uh, you can find them on Facebook. Uh, Louisiana Knives and Knife Makers are uh, – um, Lacustomknives.net, um, but also did get an invite to exhibit at the uh, I think it's your show, Chris, uh, Texas. Uh,
3: Texas Select, Select Coloring. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's um, they're a sponsor of ours, so I'm really excited about that, and we'll we'll give a little bit of information about that in the um, the sponsor. But um, yeah, it's uh, put on by um, Cowboy Zemanski of Phoenix Knives. Um, and he's out of uh, Belleville, Texas. And so it's uh, kind of um, south of College Station, uh, a little bit you know west and north of, of Houston. Um, and so it, it started as an event where they were bringing in a bunch of uh, Forged and Fire competitors. And it's just grown to now, you know, the Texas Knife Makers Guild and, and a whole bunch of other, um, you know, Sarah from Swaikowski Skills will be out there. Um, and um, I'm gonna have a table. Um, so come by and, and stop by and, and say hi. Um, But it is April 2nd and 3rd um, in Belleville, Texas at the Austin County um, Event Center. And it's a Texas Select Custom Cutlery event. So I think we've got a little spot here that's got all the details on on how you can find out more information on that. But, um, yeah, if we're at one of these shows, come by and say hi. Let us know that you're a listener of the Knives Templar. Phoenix Knives invites you to the Texas Select Custom Cutlery event, April 2nd and 3rd in Belleville. One of the largest knife shows in Texas, featuring forged and fire bladesmiths and knife makers from across the nation. Enjoy live forging demonstrations, chopping competitions, and shop for custom knives. Live auction, knife raffle, hot food, and cold beer all benefit local charities. Sponsored in part by Paragon Kilns, Ballistic Dummy Lab, and the Texas Knife Makers Guild. April 2nd and 3rd. Find us on TexasSelectEvent.com
0: well i tell you guys you know talking a little bit about your shows and also the uh texas select custom cutlery event i know when i hear the word cutlery i think kitchen cutlery and uh honestly i have not met anybody that uh doesn't make knives that probably doesn't enjoy eating and cooking as well so i uh i was just kind of curious uh what you think you guys are the some of the best dishes that you make read i know eric's uh kind of uh, proud of his steaks and this that and the other i'm proud of my barbecue so you know what since i can already see eric smiling in the video i'm gonna let him kick us off a little <laughs> bit about uh what's good up there in the uh north texas area as far as uh cooking around eric's house
4: so for one yeah i am absolutely a steak person uh, i eat it very often and a lot of people think Well, if you're eating steak that often, I mean, you must have a crazy budget for food. For one, if you're cooking your own steak, it's not super expensive, especially if you go and you befriend your local butcher. I mean, it it really isn't that expensive to eat like that. It's whenever you go to, you know, chain restaurants and eat their steak, and then they charge you an arm and a leg. For me, I, I cook it often, and I've got my own seasons that I use that I've made up. And modified over the, you know, the last few years, and I've kind of perfected it. I know uh, know exactly how long to cook them to get whatever temp I want. And if I have some psychopath that wants to eat one of my steaks as, you know, well done, I just I tell know him how to leave. make a juicy well done steak. But I will tell you this: don't do that to yourself. Yes, don't do it to yourself. It ain't worth it. If you want a well done <laughs> steak, you need chicken or shoe leather. You need to get yourself some chicken and eat chicken. And steak yeah, hey, is not hey, your hey, thing. Hey, gr- yes. If, if you don't like a juicy mm. medium steak or medium rare or oh, rare yeah. steak, it, well guys. It, you, steak. You bring up
3: a thing. great point, though, befriending your local butcher. <laughs> like, uh, I haven't done that yet. But, but, hey, maybe what do butchers use? I think they use knives, right? So maybe if you offer to sharpen the butcher's knives,
1: maybe he will <laughs> give you a yes, deal they on do. Some steak. <laughs>
4: I'm just yes. saying.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or you take him a nice... Uh, uh, Two sided dagger with. Uh,
4: so I've lucked out. My local butcher <laughs> Edward Scissorhands <laughs> cut up meat tenderloin cutting. with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Slice and
3: tenderloin. Just start oh, slicing tenderloin. Oh man!
4: From
2: I pay. I pay to see that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, so uh, here in
4: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it will kill. So here in North Alabama staff. or
0: Alabama in, in general. We are all about the barbecue, and I grew up in North Carolina, and that's a vinegar-based barbecue, but I pride myself on uh, uh, either shoulder or butt um, pork, uh, cook that baby for about 14, 15 hours in a a slow wood smoker, sit out there and tend it uh, the whole time, and uh, um, when that thing comes off, just kind of watch it fall apart off the bone and peel it, throw a little – red alabama red sauce on it and eat for days but uh it all comes down to the the preparation i i run my uh smoker at about 225 degrees but my meat uh i set it out and uh let it come up to room temp i cover that thing in yellow french's mustard Mm -hmm. and then i take the uh, carolina chips butt rub and uh and smear all over that thing which is a proprietary blend blend um and like i said about 14 hours later uh, it's delicious last hour as it's cooking I take a little drink called Cheer Wine and Cheer Wine is a cheery soda, cherry cola soda out of North Carolina I grew up drinking and you just spray that uh, outside of it and the brown sugar and the peppers and the pepper and and all of that kind of caramelizes on there and it puts this nice crust and I will tell you, you guys will probably never eat steak or avocados or whatever it is that you think is a great food ever again but North Alabama pulled pork about you Chris well I'm in Texas so for me it's
3: um you know barbecue is a little bit different right there's not a lot of uh it's not as much pork it's it's more beef and and you know a good brisket um but also Tex-Mex right I mean I grew up in a Tex-Mex restaurant my dad used to manage a Tex-Mex restaurant and um so for me it's about tacos and, and I'm not talking those hard shell tacos you know like you get from Taco Bell don't get me wrong those are good in a pinch but i'm talking some fresh homemade flour tortillas um i like brisket tacos something about brisket you were gonna mix mm. some uh, some texas beef in with some tex-mex tacos and some brisket tacos with some some grilled onions fresh sliced jalapenos uh, some monterey uh, jack cheese a little bit of avocado grill that up almost uh, you know get that nice crispy flour tortilla almost like a quesadilla and man eat that there's a there's a great place in dallas that i've I try to mimic what what they've done um it's called mia's tex-mex and if you're ever in dallas stop at mia's it's they have the best brisket tacos on the planet but that might be one of my all-time favorite go-to meals
5: well um like eric i'm a steak guy i love steak i love steak if i go uh, more than a couple of days without having a piece of nice bloody steak I'll be uh, feeling, I'll be feeling it, you know, it's like, a, it's like an addiction almost, you know, um, basically give me a, a cow on a, on a nice fire pit and I will munch through it <laughs> like a termite, man. You know, I, I, like, I just, I just as love steak, man. As you're beating like,
0: like Damascus on those, under sir? a blue moon in the nude.
5: There you go. That's right. That's right. There you go, go to Otisir's house.
3: <laughs> you, it's like going to one of those Brazilian churrascarias, right? Yes, yes. Oh,
0: my gosh. To to
5: talking about Ooh, those, man. talking about those, I need oh, to find I... a place where we can dug, where we can dig a trench, right, and mm. make a trench fire. And then you quarter a whole beef uh, steer, and then you put it on the sides, fill up that thing with a lot of charcoal, and just let it go i mean that's a whole day event kind of deal you start in the morning and you end up in a food coma sometime at night okay that's uh that's that's a steak day right there i see eric smiling there man he knows what i'm talking about
3: yeah so i've been down to uh, brazil I, I did a I i did i did a business trip i got a number of friends that are down in brazil and went to one of those churrascarias and what is it uh, uh, picanha picanha oh yeah picanha, oh my man. gosh
5: delicious picanha,
3: huh that, oh that's the best whenever i go to one of those brazilian steak places they always come out and they want to serve you chicken or you know bacon wrapped no, shrimp no, no. Or, or or you know and you're like no pass 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 bring me the picanha, yeah. I want that picanha. <laughs> you know what's they the seasoning there
5: you know what's Ooh. the seasoning that we use in there M- moose dung <laughs> <laughs>
1: like uh, how i said think, with I such a straight, straight face
0: the, uh, i think we've got the title for season one episode three <laughs> no, man, the, it's magic, nice, the magical uh, uh,
5: ingredient uh, seasoning <laughs> uh, now nah, man it's, it's simple simple seasoning and just a coarse sea salt coarse mm, sea salt yes a lot of it and as you are cooking it that salt will melt and it will uh i think the word is yep. osmosis uh, you know so the mm-hmm. salt will penetrate all the way through into the meat and it's like wow you know a lot of people like to you know that's one of the things i found weird here in america is that when you when you when you go to when you go to a barbecue you know they stick uh onions and tomatoes and potatoes on a barbecue i mean come on that's not a barbecue for me when you talk about a barbecue i, I my idea of a barbecue is a whole cow on a fire, you know.
0: What grit is that Go sea ahead, salt, grit. by the way? Exactly. <laughs> <No. it> 36, <laughs> grit 36 grit <laughs> sea salt or.
5: No, they'll. They, 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 you know, their grit is probably going to be around uh, uh, 15 grit sea gotcha, salt. Gotcha. Just wanted right
0: to calibrate. Calibrate. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 15, 24. <laughs> 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 It'll take fingerprints off.
5: <laughs> uh yeah I, I, I mean a lot of people there do uh, put the whole hog on a on a barbecue. Um not a big fan of uh, of the uh, of the swine unless it's kind of disguised on a hot dog or a pepperoni or something the whole hog I mean it's kind of uh, not a big fan. I had it before, you know, didn't didn't really like it the way I like uh steak.
3: Just like Samuel Jackson said, right? You don't dig on you don't dig on swine. Yeah,
5: we'll I, d- I don't know.
3: dig the pig, you know. Don't dig the pig. <laughs> 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 that's a really good one. Yeah, actually. that might be the title. <laughs> we
0: we've, we've got so many. Uh, yeah, mustang and dig the pig. I think that's it right there. What. a... Yeah, right. Right.
3: Right in Louisiana. They got some great yeah, I, food. In I seen him I seen him cooking
5: so, some deads so, or something, man. You know, that's um, It's that season so, mud bugs.
2: Yes, sir. So as, as much as I like steak and barbecue, I mean, I'm from Louisiana. I mean, we got Cajun cuisine over here. I'm talking about shrimp etouffee. Yeah, I
1: mean,
2: I'm talking about lait. I'm talking about all these good Cajun cuisines. I mean God, man, I mean, you just name it. See, we
0: all sound like, like I mean, 1084 Steel right now, thing? and he sounds like, uh, um, you know, Dama Steel. Bruce Damascus or something. Yeah, yeah, with, with his <laughs> description. I, like, y'all are just making 1084, man. I'm, I'm so I, Damascus.
2: I actually dig the pig. So um, I like doing a cochon de lait. I mean, you know, you get it. You roast the pig all day. You cut out the little gratons in there so you can get the crackling in the skin. I mean, and then you get a little piece of bacon on it. It's like, oof, man! It's it's a heart attack waiting to happen. But I mean, it's uh, it's so good. I mean, and there's so many dishes over here.
0: I mean, it's just hard.
1: Yeah. yeah, it is a good, heart, a good attack.
0: heart attack. You hear how his his it's Creole too many speak dishes. went up to about a factor oh, of ten when yeah, he started out. talking about food.
5: Yes, I noticed <laughs>
3: that accent, That accent comes yeah, out. Yeah,
5: I noticed. I noticed. Yeah. You know what I've it's, learned? Uh, you know
3: what I've learned though with this segment? I should have eaten before we did this podcast cuz I'm
0: starving right now. So so what talk you and this talk of food. <laughs> What do you what do you what do you say when you go out to kill the kill the pig to eat it? Just like "Shoot it, man, shoot it." Is that you
1: know <laughs> shoot, him. Uh, shoot him. Shoot him. Shoot him. Shoot, shoot, shoot him. him. Shoot, shoot him. Shoot them, lesbian.
2: More freaker. Shoot, him. <laughs> <fricker>. shoot <laughs> him.
3: I met him one time. He was pretty cool. He sounds like that in real life.
2: Oh yeah. Troy Landry. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's a cat, man. Yeah. He's a cat. I think
3: he's wearing the same shirt too. Like you wearing it in every episode, <laughs> for, like, nine seasons.
2: <laughs> the one that doesn't fit.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> I think I'm looking forward to us all to get together. We're going to have to, uh, bring a, have a potluck when we come together and we'll see, uh, just how much we enjoy each other. And I am looking a little forward to some of that Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, food that sounds great let's go ahead and get us uh, another uh, sponsor ad in here and we'll be right back
3: all knife makers need abrasives plain and simple here at knives templars we're proud to partner with phoenix abrasives i used to get my belts from another company but they spent more time on marketing than they did customer service sometimes taking two plus weeks to ship my order that's not the case with phoenix abrasives they're obsessed with committing all of their resources to customer satisfaction whether you're using a two by seventy-two, two by forty-two, one by thirty, or something else, they've got you covered. They even carry Rhino wet sandpaper. So go to phoenixabrasives.com/shop and enter promo code Templars10 for 10% off your next order. Hey
2: everyone, welcome back. Uh, we got a question in the other day. Uh, someone was asking about uh, what was our favorite movies that we like to watch. Um, so, Chris, uh, you want to take that one?
3: Oh, I can. Yeah, I mean, for me, my go-to favorite movie of all times, *Empire Strikes Back*. I just—it was the time I was when I was a kid when it came out. Um, you know, it just made a huge difference to me. I absolutely love it. Um, but if I had to go like top three, I'm I'm thinking that one probably *Pulp Fiction*. I love *Pulp Fiction*. Again, another time in my life when I was a teenager when that came out. Um, and then I don't know on the on the third one. I love a good Princess Bride. That's a great you know story to follow along. But um, I don't know. That, that's what I'm gonna go with. Empire Strikes Back, Pulp Fiction, Princess Bride. That's my top three. If they're on and I see them on, I gotta I, I have to watch and I gotta watch to the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Huh. Princess so, Bride. What what?
3: Yeah, it's a great movie, man. It's got everything. It's got uh, swords it's a, good you know, movie. It's a sword maker. It's quotable. It's it's really good. I like it. Yeah. It it I like it. My It's got wife Columbo, it, it's got like Columbo
0: it, it's, in it, so it's cool. It's Columbo. Yeah. You, know. <laughs> you know who Columbo was?
3: Columbo was in that. Oh, that yeah, that's the, right. Yeah, he was he the, played the, he, the grandfather. Yeah, he read it to the to the kid. Fred Fred Savage, right? Fred Savage was the yeah. little yeah. kid from the Wonder yeah. Years, right? Peter Falk. No, I that's I like, of, like that come. movie. Andre the Andre the Giant, you know, I mean, come on. It's it that's a great movie. I hope well, they never I'm, remake it.
0: Never. I'm gonna shut this down right here, real quick. My top three is uh smoking
4: Oh, never, never. Smokey and, and the Bandit is number one. Smokey and the
0: Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit is number two, <laughs> and Smokey and the Bandit is number three. Now, that's not Smokey and the Bandit one, two, and three. That's the original Smokey the Bandit three times. You, you know, anytime it's on, you got to watch it. I will put anything by Clint Eastwood is number four, four through one hundred. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit. To
1: 100. <laughs> that's pretty valid. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty bad Yeah, the top
0: the top 100 so movies is Smoking the Bandit.
1: That's it.
3: <laughs> the problem right. is, Chip. I think you and I were the only ones that were alive when Smoking the Bandit came out. And um, well, maybe not. Because let's see, I'm looking it up here. It came out in 77. Depends on what month. I might not have been born yet, so you might have been the only one alive yeah. when this movie came out. It's well, a good movie. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but not alive. You're showing you your age dangerous. a little bit.
0: Hey, I enjoy a good El Diablo, El Diablo sandwich in a in a uh, Dr Pepper. There's a lot of things you can quote <laughs> in there too, man. <laughs> hey, bandit, got you. Yeah. See, mine are oh, all Hey, from Eric, the 80s. got your ears on breaker one nine. Yeah. What do you have to say? What are yours, Eric?
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> no, mine are literally all from the eighties. So. Uh, of course, I'm a I'm a, a Highlander mover. guy, nice. so Highlander, uh, and then we're gonna we're gonna go with uh, uh, Lost Boys. Good, huh? Yeah, you know that's you know, some of the people have never heard of these particular things. Hopefully, they would. Uh, and uh, the one that most people never ever 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 heard of, it's called the Wraith. I think I heard about it, but um. Yeah. What do you think it's about? I highly doubt y'all know what uh, that movie's about. I don't know. I, I never heard of it. <laughs> it's got Charlie Sheen uh, in it. Oh, is know.
0: it the one where the guy is driving the fancy so, the car, the ghost uh, driver? Basically,
4: he comes he, he yes. Is that it,
0: the ghost driver?
4: With the car. Yeah. Yes. With the uh, Yep, with like the Plymouth uh, huh. the, it's like crazy looking car from that era. Of course, it's a really futuristic car, but, you know, he comes back to life and ends up uh, taking out all these, you know, street racers that, that take people's, you know, cars' pink slips and take their cars and, you know, soup them up and race them and all that stuff. But he comes back to life, and he's a race. Wikipedia's got a great
3: one-line one description it. Like High it. school hero returns from the dead to take revenge against the psychedelic drag racer who killed him. Okay. Wow. Or psychotic, not psychotic. That's okay. I'm, I've never seen this movie. Yes. I might have to.
0: He watch. must have been. <laughs> yeah. he must have been doing that. Yeah, tiger Blood I'm and high Drinking at the time, you know. I, wasn't I, it she, t- Tiger? Blood. I, I, she was drinking tiger blood. Eric, I thought you were
3: going to go with like, <laughs> oh, Highlander, and then you're going to segue into like Conan the Barbarian, and then you know Rambo, and it's like, well, we all know why you became a knife maker. I can watch all three
1: of those. Hey, yeah,
4: yeah. I could watch. I yeah. could watch those. No, I. I yes but those those are the ones that if those ever just came on TV hey, you drop everything you're doing. I, I would I would watch them because you know like Lost Boys was that yeah it was that weird movie where you know' you're, you're not used to to it, it, for for people who've never watched Lost Boys Lost Boys is like uh, the it, if you want to go with like the the vampire Diaries, of uh of the 80s because these guys were, did not look dangerous in any way <laughs> shape or form with their one earring Mullets. and their their moosed up hair yep, and all that from stuff the skies, but, baby. but they were badasses <laughs>
0: okay pinto says i, I can already guess pendo or, or otisior excuse me <laughs> yeah. i sometimes use last names i hope that's okay uh Otisir, i would say yours is uh anything by with arnold schwarzenegger in it and a big knife Yes, oh man, how do you know?
1: <laughs> well, My
5: go-to my go my go-to no. is Predator, you know? He Predator, likes Jason The Predator. original okay. Predator. If I see that movie on, I'll stop and watch it. And not only that, every yep. now and then, I will search it on demand and I will watch it again. I'm what also a Predator? big fan of the whole Alien trilogy, you know? Sigourney <laughs> Weaver and the whole Alien trilogy. I love those movies, man. Even the new ones that came out, which was mm-hmm. kind of a little iffy you know but you know still still okay so wasn't
1: there a movie like alien predator versus, versus yeah you know, well versus avp
5: alien or avp was okay oh. no oh, we just call it
1: avp avp, <laughs> he just,
5: he just AVP <laughs> is okay but you know not not my favorite one and the last predator uh don't don't get me don't get me started there man they really messed that one up you know, but yeah, I mean, I'm a big sci-fi okay, a soundboard to make the noise, big sci-fi and uh, action movies. Uh, a little bit of uh, Jason Warhees with the Friday the Thirteenth. Not a big fan of Halloween. Never, never pulled me in there. Uh, but yeah, I, this is the kind of movies that um, give me a nice sleep and uh, beautiful nightmares at night. You know, <laughs> and I do enjoy it, my nightmares. Be- you know. <laughs>
2: Is it because Jason's knife's bigger?
5: Maybe. I'm working on something. I'm working on something. <laughs>
0: what did you said, A clip point machete or something like that? He needs? <laughs> clip point, clip
3: point karambit, or, or no, yeah. clip clip point kukri. Yeah. Right? He's going to make this Rambo kitchen knife. Ooh. A Rambo kitchen knife with serrated teeth on the back. There you go. That's, here. That's so, your next knife. Yes. Nice. Sawback
4: yeah. kitchen knife. Yes, a sawback. So let me yeah. guess, believe Joey. Believe it or not,
5: believe it or not, a lot of people will ask, "Yo, oh, do you do teeth or do you do serrations on your knives and stuff? Oh, well, what do you want it for? I just, I don't know. I just want it. I mean.
0: <laughs>
3: if you're not cutting bread, you don't need it. Yep.
0: That's right. Yep. Joey, what's your favorite movie? Though? Sharp knife. I, I would say it's is it The Water Boy.
1: <laughs>
2: Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> Mom, mom, mama, 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 see it. No. <laughs> um, no, I actually like like, uh, Scarface. That's probably one of my oh, favorite that's movies. movies. Yeah. Yeah, I like Scarface. Uh, and also. Um, Any
3: yeah. gangster movie, right? Any, yeah, like The Godfather. Goodfellas. Those are all good. Oh,
2: Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah, that, that's. Yeah. Uh, the Sopranos. Yeah. Um So they're. I just I don't know. Some just draws me to uh, watching those, and um, uh, I like I like the Die Hard uh, series. Uh, and uh, is
3: it a Christmas? One of my movie favorite movies. Where do you, where <laughs> do you stand on is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. We it's, could have a whole episode. It's about a Christmas
0: this. movie. No, it's
2: not. Yeah, yes, but I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn.
0: Okay, so, uh, so you have to pick one movie now. <laughs> okay, no more top three. What's the top 5? Chris, what's your number 1 movie? Top. Five.
3: Oh, number 1. I mean number 1 for me is Empire Strikes Back.
0: Always Empire is. Strikes Back. Uh, Eric, I don't see
3: that. I don't see that changing.
0: Okay. Yeah. Eric.
4: Moana. <laughs> right. Uh, Moana. <laughs> oh yeah, for for me it, I was, was, frozen. Say, it was because of a dad of children. A cars. And before uh, that it was
1: Cars. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cars. Yeah. Car, yep. I was fixing to say that. Joey, if you had to throw away all other movies. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You.
3: Oh, Give Eric so, a real, give uh, Eric a real choice. One. Don't let him live with Moana. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him stay with Moana. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, uh, number one. Man, if I had to just pick one movie, um, I'm going to go with. Oh man, uh, it 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 would actually have to be uh, now that you you mentioned it, the number 1 predator, like the original predator. If I was going to just pick one movie that uh I could literally say all the lines from front to back. chewing uh, the bag on a helicopter predator.
5: and calling yourself a sexual tyrannosaurus. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Joey, what's your I'm number one, man? <laughs> <be a dinosaur. laughs> What's your number one, okay. Joey?
2: My number one? <laughs> oh, man. Number one, number one. Um, man, I, I think I'd have to go with uh, Stephen King's It.
3: Good movie.
2: The newer one, though. Mm. Yeah. 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 Penny, there's something about Pennywise, man. He just I
3: can't hood. do it. Boobie. I can't do it. I had a babysitter when I was like, whenever the original It came out, I don't remember what year it was, but I wasn't very old. and. Babysitter came over and she watched it. I think I was probably like five or six or something. And, no, nope, scarred me for life. I can't do it. No clowns.
2: Oh, dude. Didn't nope.
4: go, didn't go oh, close no. to a drain nope. after that. It was shower drains. Done. i tell you another
2: <laughs> pretty creepy movie is uh, part of the uh, Conjuring series. The Nun. Dude. Hello. The
5: Ring. Did you see The Ring? Yeah. Yeah. I did.
4: How many of y'all watched uh, the original? Like, oh yeah. Blob, yeah. Too. Whenever y'all were little.
5: Are the fog. I <laughs> did.
4: Yeah. The original.
2: Yeah, the original <laughs> is
1: yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah.
4: That that'll, that'll mess with yeah. you. Uh yeah.
0: Otisir, what's your number one movie if you had to throw every other movie out? Predator, original.
5: Predator.
0: Yeah. All right, well,
3: I'm that right there to... for
5: me is timeless. I mean, it, it, you know, we, as I said before we anyway. know what
3: Chip's gonna pick. It's
0: no, no, a bandit too. no. Well, here's my favorite <laughs> quote from from my favorite movie. Some people call it a sling blade. I call it a Kaiser blade. That, was, that wasn't really a good Carl <laughs> Childers, was it? Well, some people call it. Here's call, some people call it a sling blade. I call it a Kaiser blade. Sling blade, man, <laughs> good, good movie. Nice. Good, good movie. We've had a long show today. We're uh, well over an hour and a half into this, so probably time we kind of wind it on down because we're going to spend some time in our shops this weekend and uh, get some knives turned out. So, uh, with that being said, uh, Otisir, what are you going to be doing this uh, next week or so before we do another recording? Um, I'm
5: going to start working on a on a new. Uh, I guess big buoy with a uh, elk antler for, for the handle. I just haven't decided yet if I'm going to do like a, a single guard or uh, a, a double guard in there. Um, I guess I'll... Uh, um, I don't know. I'm probably going to put it up for sale. I just... Let, let's see what happens, you know. But, uh, uh, what I haven't decided yet is I'm going to be using the, the brown dark chocolate antler or the white one that I have, the kind of sun bleached, uh, and then maybe dye the handle a little bit, bring it to a nice little, uh, light brown color. I, I, I really don't like the white the way it is right now. And then, yeah, but th- th- that's that's my plan for for Sunday. I'll, I'll be working on the on the blade, and then I'll decide on a handle later on and what shape of a guard I'm going to be putting in there. And that is another thing that I you know talking about guards. Uh, a a lot of people like to say, oh, I, I have a buoy, and one of the uh, traits that I understand for a buoy is a is a double guard, right? So uh, it's like a general thing that goes on. So I don't know if I'm gonna be actually making a buoy buoy or like a, a camp knife, right? But it, it's, that, that, that's what's in the, uh, in the forecast.
0: How's the weather up in Maryland? You guys still cold up there?
5: Maryland, weather-wise, man, is a mess. Okay, so I don't use a different, uh, more aggressive word. I don't know what's wrong with Maryland, man. Uh, One day, like uh, yesterday, we had 60 degrees. And then today, we were down to 28 and raining. And tomorrow, we're going to be on 50s again. And it's going to drop to, I don't know, uh, just above freezing on Sunday. So Maryland is always up and down. I don't know if we're just under, like... uh, where the, the, the jet stream moves up and down in North America. But uh, it, it on the same day, I mean, today, the day started at a 28 degrees. And by the time I made it home, it was, you know, 40-something, almost 50. So, you yeah, know, we've been up seeing up and down. Some
0: of that. Yeah, we are seeing some of that all over the United States right now. We've been all over the place. I know Eric, mm-hmm. Eric said it was 70 degrees one day and, and real cold the next. But uh, down in comfortable, humid year-round uh louisiana what are you doing next couple weeks in that nice shop i'm probably going to be
2: trying to finish up the uh two hidden tangs i have i've been taking my time going slow uh still doing research trying to learn stuff about the guards and uh, i've been conversing with odysseer he's been giving me a bunch of tips and uh now that i And I'm also working on the Santuco. I'm going to end up putting some handles on there. I'm just trying to figure out what I want to go with. i got a bunch of different handle material. I'm just not sure what I want to put on it yet. Um, but, um, and then I also have ended up getting some quarter inch stock in, uh, to do another hidden tang. So that'll be three hidden tangs. And, uh. I'll have to make guards for all those and uh, put some of uh, Sarah's pretty wood on there and uh, just try to figure out what kind of handle material I'm going to end up putting on the the Santuco chef knife. I want to do something like a segmented scales or something, I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, the pictures you've been sending us uh, pre-handle, the ones you're working on right now, the hidden tang uh, they're going to be something special are you going to sell them gift them or uh keep them or what do you say this is your first hidden tang
2: yeah i think the first one the smaller one i'm gonna uh i'm gonna give to my son oh that's cool uh, so
0: yeah, nice. that's cool i've given chris what are you going to be doing the next couple of weeks
3: man i got about 10 knives sitting on the bench right now that have handles on them handles are shaped and just need to hand sand so i got a couple buddies that may come over and and help me work through some of that have a little shop work day um and then uh, i've got that i got the damn steel knife that needs to etch up um, before i've taking my time on that one i've got to make sure that one's right i'm entering that one in as best of show cutlery hopefully at the texas select event so um, i really want to make sure i nail that one and then um, i've got oh a batch of ridgebacks that's my ones that have the you know the false edge on top the swedge a batch of those that that just came out of the heat treat and i've got a couple of uh camp knives that i'm doing for some boy scouts i really like making knives for eagle scouts and so i've got a customer that's ordered a couple of those so i got a lot on the bench and i got a lot to get done between now and uh april 2nd for that show so how was your uh bit not more than i can chew
0: how was your camping trip last weekend by the way did you have a good time
3: We did. We had a good time. I made um, some, uh, I took, I was grubbing for the adults uh, for one of the meals. So I made some Dutch oven chili mac and some Dutch oven charlie bread. Um, So that was real tasty. Nobody caught any fish. It was a little cold and windy for that. But uh, the girls all had fun um, and uh, got to spend, you know, an hour or so sitting there uh, laying in the hammock um, on a nice sunny day. So, no, it was good. It was good to get away.
0: Good deal. I'm glad you had a good time. You know, it's always a blessing to get out with your children on events like that. So, glad to hear that. Mm Eric, what's going on with you, my friend?
4: So, y'all typically know what I have going on because I talk about it in the videos and all that. So, one of the things that I've got going on that's a little bit different than just knife making, and this kind of ties into, you know, people getting into knife making as as a new maker, Uh, I'm going to be going to a couple of swap meets. Um, Now, a lot of people think that you can only get stuff for making knives from Amazon and Google and all that stuff from looking it up and ordering things off the internet, but you can get some really nice tools and things like that from different swap meets. There's always someone doing some type of sale or garage sale or anything like that, and some of the stuff that I get are from those places you know uh it's amazing what you can get whenever you go through and actually start looking at facebook groups and everything and figuring out that you can get an anvil from somebody who is getting out of either fair you know being a farrier or a blacksmith or a bladesmith and a lot of them you know they're not trying to make all the money out of these things you know they're not the people that are sellers they're just happen to get out of the craft a little bit and they'll sell you an anvil for a dollar of 50 a right. pound as opposed to three four five six dollars a pound and you can get yourself a good anvil same thing with tongs typically when these guys are selling those anvils they're also selling a couple of hammers a couple of different styles of tongs and it's amazing what you can get from them so I'm gonna be doing a, a few of those because the weather's spart- supposed to start getting a little bit better in Texas after this freeze is done with, and uh, I plan on going Excellent. to them Excellent. and seeing what I can That's scoop nice. up. How about you?
0: Yeah, so here in North Alabama, the um, the yellow uh, um, daffodils have started popping up. Um, something I look forward to, and as we approach spring and um, We have a lot of wild daffodils in North Alabama, so you see them popping up in cow pastures and everywhere, so that's always a nice sign. So we're coming into that. I've got, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I think I've got these five EDC knives I'm going to make for some hunting friends of mine that they're going to be used to uh, flesh out uh, carcasses and stuff when they go hunting. Beyond that, uh, you know, I'm going to be uh, putting together the uh, website here, looking a little bit more into maybe some simulcast on the website. Uh, or the podcast, I should say, simulcast for possibly some uh, YouTube or to TRE um, if we decide to put it there or either on uh, Knives Templar. But um, more than anything, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy life. I hope to get back out in the woods a little bit over the next couple of weeks and do some backpacking and some like to do cooking out in the woods and uh, the forest and uh, do something along those lines. But I'm not... Uh, You know, at this point in my life, it's all about just sitting back and enjoying every day, enjoying every little child's smile, and uh, enjoying the hobbies, Um, because like you young guys, nobody's going to remember you uh, the day after you retire. They're going to replace you, and somebody else will be in that role. Uh, The memories you make are the ones with your families and friends and uh, your hobbies and the things that you do. So... uh, don't uh pass those things up in your life because that's a point where i'm at now where i don't take anything for granted and i still got a lot of life a lot of years in me i don't want to sound like i'm old but um yeah i'm just i'm just enjoying every day and everything that comes into it so guys i am so glad that we are two hours into uh our episode and uh we're getting along great i think that we could probably uh uh Spend a weekend out in the desert eating peyote and come out of it just being buddies, you know?
2: You said peyote? <laughs> a
0: little Indian ghost trip there, yeah. Yeah, no. Isn't that from that movie Young Guns? They went out into the desert and ate some, yeah, peyote, some peyote or peyote and, yeah.
2: They was yeah. hallucinating.
0: Yeah, mm. no, nah, we won't do that. Yeah, I don't think we need to do that. But
2: uh... I'll just <laughs> cook some shrimp etouffee. I mean, we can, if y'all go with that, I mean
3: man joey's just down the we can
0: road OD
4: yeah i'm so, down so uh, i'm down
0: so guys uh we'd like to thank everybody listening today for uh listening to the podcast and if you haven't subscribed please uh hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode of the knives templars and also before we sign off today uh, you've heard some uh, great messages from great new sponsors that we've gotten. Please make sure that you're supporting these sponsors in all of your knife endeavors because uh, they are they are great and they're reaching out to us to make sure that they're providing good products to you. So, all that being said, we're going to sign off from the Knives Templar now.
1: Hey.